0: You're listening to the Adult Explore the Bible weekly leader training podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCrary, your host, and I'm also the leader for the Adult Explore the Bible team. Today, I'm being joined by Drew Dixon. Drew's the team leader for Student Explore the Bible. Drew, thank you for being with us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here.
0: Uh, We're going to be looking at Session 2 for our study of the Gospel of Luke. It's actually our first half. We're actually studying the first half of Luke here in the winter quarter, winter of 2020 through 2021, and we'll study the second half of Luke uh, in the spring quarter. But right now we're in the second session of of our study of Luke. We're looking at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. We've entitled this particular section or this study, Conceived, and we're looking at Mary uh, as she's approached by an angel uh, verses twenty six through twenty nine uh, six months after Elizabeth has conceived, which we talked about in session one, Gabriel visited an engaged virgin named Mary. He addressed her as being favored and blessed by god's presence, which perplexed mary uh, we've entitled this particular part of the of the study of this passage verses twenty six to twenty nine as the greeting. And the main point is that God places people in positions to be used by him. In verses 30 and 33, we find the angel assuring Mary and repeating that she has found favor with God. He explains that she would conceive a son and name him Jesus. And then he elaborates that this son would be the promised Messiah who would reign forever. We've entitled verses 30 through 33 in our outline, The Declaration. And the main point is that Jesus is the promised Messiah who will reign eternally. In verses 34 through 37, we find Mary questioning the angel. The angel then informs her that her conception would be a miracle worked by the Holy Spirit. The child would be the Son of God, which she's already, the, the uh, angel has already told her that once. And then he points to uh, Elizabeth's conception as an example of God's power. We've entitled this section, verses 34 through 37, The Question, and the main point here is that God's power is seen in his redemptive plan. We finish this study in verse 38, where Mary declares her willingness to follow God's plan, and at that point, the angel leaves her. We've entitled this one verse, The Commitment, and the main point here is that believers are to humbly submit to God's purposes. So that's a quick look at verses 26 through 38. Drew, here's the first question I want us to think about: How does the account here compare to what we find in Matthew's gospel? Because we've got we've got both Luke and Matthew giving us an account of uh, of the of the birth of Jesus, but this is this one's a little bit different in Luke than what we find in Matthew. So, how might we account for those things?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. One of the great things about both accounts is that they both identify Jesus as the Son of God, the Messiah. Um, that's the main point, I think, of both of those accounts. But one of the cool differences, I think, that I, I find it really interesting is that um, we kind of get the story from the perspective of Mary in Luke. And then in Matthew chapter one, we kind of get the story from the perspective of, of her betrothed husband, uh, the the man she's betrothed to marry, Joseph, and we get to see his reaction to this. So it's really cool to see two different people's reactions to this gloriously good news. Um, but it's while it is gloriously good news, it's also going to be kind of scary and difficult for Mary and Joseph. And so you know, Matthew tells us about how Joseph is planning to divorce her quietly because he finds out that you know she's pregnant, and he knows what that's going to mean socially and culturally. Um, it was not an easy culture for women who were pregnant out of wedlock. Um, and so she was going to face a lot of difficulty and he could have, um, he could have gotten in, into a lot of trouble, but we see some of Joseph's character that he decides to do it quietly so as to protect her. Uh, but then of course um, the angel steps in and says, uh, don't, don't divorce her. This, this is, this is the doing of God. This, this child is, is the son of God. She's conceived. And, um, uh, she she is a virgin, you know. She is conceived. Uh, she's she's going to have um, the Messiah essentially, and so um, so yeah. I think you know we could say a lot of things about why that is. Luke um, It's probably the only gospel written by a Gentile, and so he's probably not as concerned with those Jewish traditions and things and, and customs that uh, would be broken by you know having a child out of wedlock. Uh, that could be part of it, but I think also um luke's has a tendency to highlight people we wouldn't expect to to be key players in the story of jesus so women play a huge role in luke's gospel um tax collector yeah, yeah gentiles tax collectors all these people you wouldn't expect to be like a big part of the kingdom jesus is establishing are a big deal to luke and he wants us to see that and so so i think it you know he probably intentionally wanted to tell the story from Mary's perspective because, because of, that was important to him to show how Jesus was, um, was changing the world and the lives of people we might not expect him to.
0: Now, some people view Mary in a very different way because of this story. Some uh, treat her almost like God herself. Uh, how should we help the folks in our groups understand how to properly view Mary here uh, in this passage?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the text presents her as a woman of faith who um, trusted the Lord in something that would be really difficult for us to do and really difficult for her. Like, um, you know, if you went around town saying, hey, no, actually, this baby is not Joseph's. It's it's the son of God. Like, like, like if you put yourself in her shoes for a minute, I mean, I think it's easy for us to go like, well, the angel spoke to her. She should just trust what the angel said, but, and, and she does really, but, but to think about how hard that would be and, and, and um, how much uh, difficulty she would face for trusting God in this moment. And so obviously I don't think the text gives us any reason to, to venerate her as some kind of like you know, God-like type person or someone who's worthy of our worship. Uh, but she is where her faith is, is, is definitely a key feature in this passage that I think is intended for us to emulate, to, to follow the example of her faith and, and her trusting God, even though trusting God would mean difficult, a difficult path for her.
0: We have, uh, we have to see her as commendable, but that doesn't mean her, make her deity.
1: Right, exactly. There are yeah. other
0: folks in Scripture as well who are just as commendable, and we need mm-hmm. to keep that, that in mind when we're looking at this. You've we've already mentioned uh, conception of Jesus being very different, uh, virgin birth. Why is that so important uh, when we think about our theology, the virgin birth?
1: Well, it makes Jesus our representative in some really key ways um, and able to be our representative in a way that's um, really important in terms of having a relationship with God. So, the fact that Jesus was born of a virgin tells us that he was able to he was he he didn't have to inherit adam 's sin nature, so every human being has always inherited that sin nature jesus uh was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and so because of that he didn't have to take on our sin nature, so he's able to 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 go to the cross without sin and uh and pay the penalty for our sin but it also um it also is important to acknowledge his, his full humanity that he was born of a woman while he was conceived of the Holy spirit. He was born of a woman. He was fully human. And so he's able to do, he's able to succeed in all the ways that Adam and every human being from Adam on has failed. You know, every human being has looked at the apple and said, yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Right. Like has, has been tempted to say, (laughs) you know, I'm going to live my way. I'm going to reject God. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we've been, and we've given in into that temptation. We've given in the, into the t- temptation to put ourselves first. Um, and so, you know, later on in Luke, we're going to see Jesus presented with some of those very same temptations. And he's going to say, no, I, I'm going to trust God's word. I'm going to believe that God's word is true. Um, man shall not eat by, you know, shall not, uh, you know, survive by bread alone, but trust every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, and so, uh, you know he's our representative in that he's sinless he's our representative in that he's human and he succeeds in all the ways that human beings have have failed to live up to god's standards.
0: It is important, like you said for us to keep that in mind because it it, it makes him one of us uh, at mm-hmm. that point, but it also does so without compromising his, um, his, his his being a part of the Godhead Mary, you mentioned Mary being obedient uh, and, and the angel. Uh, defining who this son would go, or this child would be. This going to be a son, going to be the Messiah, going to save his people. All those things. What role, if any, did Jesus' identity play in Mary's obedience?
1: We have to assume that that it played a big role, um, or at least. Um, at least that like Mary took the angel, which by the way, when we say the angel when she's taking the angel at his word, she's taking God at his word. You know, these angels, I mean, the angel shows up, Gabriel shows up and Mary's terrified of him, um, because she knows he's a representative of God almighty. And, um, and so he's speaking on behalf of God. And so it seems clear that she trusted God's word. Um, It's hard to say how much, you know, what the specific things that, um, you know, that Gabriel said about who Jesus was and what he was going to do, how much that influenced her obedience. Um, but it is clear that, you know, she, she trusted God's word, um, and, and and it moved her to action to do, you know, to, to, um, to do what needed to be done to bring this baby safely into the world. And, um, Yeah so
0: once um she knew the identity of the child, then that seems to open the door for her to to say, okay I, I understand it I, i'm I'm one hundred percent
1: yeah, and it's important to remember like this was the 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 arrival of the Messiah was something that um someone who was a faithful Jew who was following God as faithfully you know trust trusted in God's word, trusted in God's promises was like super excited about this, about the arrival of the Messiah. Um, and it was not something that, w- that, you know, if you were serious about your faith in the first century, that you would have, that you would have taken lightly. And that's, I think that's what we see with her is she hears this great news and, you know, immediately sets her to, to action.
0: She understood exactly what this meant in, in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, in, in the, the, uh, leader pack, is a handout called the virgin birth it's pack item nine and it just gives some ideas on the importance of the virgin birth you can make a photocopy of it distribute it to the group you might even even send it as an email if you've got the digital version of it to your group members for them to think about these things it has six main points uh, that point to the fact of the virgin birth Uh, and so it's just important for us to keep that in mind uh, because it is, is a key doctrine of ours that uh, Jesus is both fully human and fully God and the virgin birth requires uh, that reality.
1: Right. And we didn't talk about Isaiah seven, but oh. you know, it's a fulfillment of prophecy too, that yeah. that's a really important point to, to highlight with your group is that um, this confirmed, you know, that that Jesus is fulfilling what was long prophesied ago by, by Isaiah. So.
0: And, and Matthew made that connection very strong in his, mm-hmm. uh, in his account that uh, Isaiah seven of uh, uh, fourteen uh, is the is what's being pointed to here yep um, but I would encourage you to think about how you use that in your group time uh, this Sunday when you're teaching this particular lesson. Uh, are there any other ideas key thoughts that you would want to share with the folks who are listening to us to, with us today uh, drew
1: no, not really. I think we kind of covered most of the high points um but uh but yeah I think um, this like a lot of a lot of Luke's gospel because Luke spends so much more time on the early days of Jesus's life and just, you know, the lead up to his birth. Um, All this just sort of highlights how unique Jesus is. Like there was no human being in the history of human history quite like Jesus or even close to like Jesus. Like this is a Luke spends so much time building up to Jesus's earthly ministry with all these stories prior to his the start of his er- earthly ministry because Jesus is, is a big deal. Uh, the world revolves around him. Um, he's worthy of our worship and our celebration, in every way possible. So,
0: yeah, Drew, uh, Luke is making a, st- a strong uh, argument that Jesus is, without question, uh, the Son of God, the Savior, uh, and worthy of our love. Our devotion and our obedience and our faith, uh, and, yeah, and you see, you can see it in how he's he outlines the facts and uh, all those kinds of things. Yeah, uh, Drew, thank you for being with us today. Uh, just so folks out there will know, from time to time in this podcast, we mention different resources in the Explore the Bible family. We may mention the Leader Pack, the Adult Commentary, Quick Source, other things. You can find out more about all of the Explore the Bible resources, including the student resources that Drew works on, by going to our website at goexplorethebible.com. There's no spaces in that. Just do goexplorethebible.com. And like I said, you can find out information about Adult Explore the Bible, Student Explore the Bible, Kids Explore the Bible, and that'll help you understand more fully about the resources we provide. Thank you for listening to us today. Drew, thank you for being with us today as well. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Next week, we hope you join us again. We'll be looking at what the angels said to the shepherds on the night of the